Hey church, welcome to Frontline Community Church Podcast. My name is Cody Mahaffey and I'm the connections and group pastor here at Frontline in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So our mission here is simple, to see zero people unchanged by Jesus. So whether you've been following Jesus your whole life or your journey has just begun, we hope that this message will help draw you near to the person of Jesus. Be challenged and encouraged by his word and be moved to action. We hope these next few moments are a blessing to you and equip you to see who God really is and who you really are in him. Well, good morning, Frontline. How are we today? Good. Happy 4th of July weekend. Y'all, I am so excited to be with you today. Like Alex said, my name is Mariah and I am the student pastor here at Frontline. And I truly believe that God wants to meet with us today. Do you believe that this morning? that he has already been in our midst, that we have worshiped together and we get to continue in worship today. And y'all, even though our mind might be somewhere else right now, because it's 4th of July weekend, it might be on the lake, it might be on the, <laughs> the cottage, it might be with your family, or it might be what you're gonna cook for lunch on the barbecue, I don't know. But I truly believe that God wants to meet with us today, even on 4th of July weekend, even on a fun time that we get to all spend together. And y'all, speaking of spending time with family, I don't know if you noticed, but Cody and I are extending our family. Woo! I swear I've not just been eating too many cookies and you're like, what's going on with her? No, it's, yeah, we are growing our family. We are so excited. And we are currently working on a barbecued house. So that's how we're spending our 4th of July weekend. We are working on a house, we're rehabbing a house that had been through a fire. And so we started on this project about in this past September, and we've just been working on it and have had so much help with it. But I don't know about you guys and if you've had ever had any sort of construction project or any kind of house project or yard work project at all, but it takes a long time. You know what I'm saying? It takes a long time. And even though we know that we're going to have an amazing house at the end, we're so excited about it, it is a struggle sometimes. And there are setbacks and there are frustrations all the time. Um, Like Carolyn was just saying, we were at NTS few weeks ago with our students and I get a text from my husband and he said, yeah, so you know how we were supposed to move in at the end of June, maybe July? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, so they pushed it back to like the beginning of August. And I have never disliked a text message, like literally pressed the little like thumbs down button on the text message, but I did that one because I don't know if y'all know this, but sometimes when women get, um, are gonna have a baby when they're pregnant, they get into a thing called nesting and they want everything to be right for the baby and they want the room to be nice and they want the house to be ready and all this stuff. And so when I heard that we were gonna have a setback, I was like, Nope, this is not okay. <laughs> I am not all right with this. And there is good, so much good going on with this. And yet there's frustrations and yet there's setbacks, just like everything with life. 
You know what I'm talking about? There's always good and there's always frustrations and the bad as well. And God has been teaching me so much through this process of building this house together. And, and he's been teaching me as I've been preparing this message about the parable of the wheat and the weeds. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I just want to pose a question for us today as before we dive into scripture and dive into that parable. But here's what I want to know. How do we follow Jesus when we are faced with good and bad things every day? How do we follow Jesus when there always is the good and the bad things every single day? How do we follow Jesus when there are seasons of our life where we just feel like there are so many hard things that we can't even catch a breath? How do we follow Jesus in the day-to-day -day frustrations that just get under our skin? How do we follow Jesus when it feels like the bad outweighs the good? How do we follow Jesus when we're faced with all of these things every day? These are the kind of situations that Jesus wants to talk to us about in the parable of the wheat and the weeds. And I'm excited to dive in today with you. So if you can go ahead and turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 13, verse 24 through 30. It's also going to be up here on the screen. I'm just going to turn to it with you. Jesus has something to say about the good and the bad in Matthew chapter 13. Hear the word of the Lord. Here's another story that Jesus told. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seed in his field. But that night as the workers slept, his enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat, then slipped away. When the crop began to grow and produce grain, the weeds also grew. The farmer's workers went to him and said, sir, the field where you planted that good seed is full of weeds. Where did they come from? An enemy has done this, the farmer exclaimed. Should we pull out the weeds, they asked. No, he replied. You'll root the wheat if you do. Let both grow together until harvest. Then I will tell the harvesters to sort out the weeds, tie them into bundles, and burn them and put the weed into the barn. Put the weeds into the barn. So in this parable, we see a farmer who represents Jesus. He is a good farmer, and what he plants is good seed. But we see an enemy, or we can say that that is Satan, that comes and plants weeds among the good crop. And here is the deal with the weeds. The weed, it is actually called a plant called Darnell. So turn to your neighbor and say Darnell so that you can say that you learned something today in church. <laughs> Darnell, it kind of sounds like your buddy's name or something down the street, right? So Darnell is a poisonous plant. It's a weed, but it looks the same as the wheat. You can't tell the difference. You really can. And actually to sow 
Darnell was an act of revenge and it was punishable by Roman law. So it was serious because it would be like you were trying to poison somebody. And it was hard to tell which one was which. So the servants or the people that were helping with the crops, they went up to the farmer and they're like, hey, can we get rid of these weeds? And he's like, no, because you can't tell the difference and we're going to lose the good if we try to pluck out the bad. And I don't know about y'all, but I so resonate with the servants in this story because I get what it's like to have a ton of weeds in your yard. I don't know if you, yep, there it is. So and this is another one of our projects that we have going on at our house, lots of them. And what happened was is basically the people that own the house before us, they wanted to plant a garden right in their front yard, right? So everybody can see it. And like I said, this house had been through a fire. So there's been several seasons where the yard has not been tended to at all. And just weeds have just overtaken this plot. It, it looks terrible. You can see it, it looks really bad. And let me tell you the first thing when I saw that little plot of weeds, is I was like, let's get rid of it. I am so ready to be done with that. And I took the weed whacker to it and everything. And was there probably some good plants in there? Probably. Actually, I know there was because there was some mint and I could smell it when I was weed whacking all of it. I was like, oh, there's probably something good in here. And I did not have patience. I was like, take it away. And my dad, he actually brought his tractor all the way over from the east side of Michigan. And we just, we bulldozed it all. It was amazing. It was one of the best days this whole summer. <laughs> and that's what the servants were like. They were like, hey, there's all these weeds. We got you. We can help take, take care of them and get rid of them. But the farmer knew that if they did that, in their excitement to do that, that they would also take the good as well, the good wheat. So the heart of this parable is all about waiting. Actually, in this section of Matthew, in the book of Matthew, there are several parables that talk about waiting that Jesus is telling his disciples and telling the people. And in this one, the farmer is patiently waiting as the weeds, as the bad stuff is growing among the good, among the wheat. And it's funny because the wheat is supposed to wait and the servants, they're supposed to wait until the right time, until the harvest time. And I wouldn't say that the farmer in this story, I wouldn't say that he likes that there's a bad crop in his field. I wouldn't say that. And we know that he isn't the one that planted the bad stuff, that he isn't the one that planted the bad seed. And yet he is the one that is wise and knows what to do at the right time. It's all about the right time. But how often are we like the servants when we have some bad stuff in our life? when we have some bad weeds come up in our life, when we are experiencing the goodness of God in one day, and then we experience just hard things 
after hard things and frustrations after hard frustrations. Or even if we just look at the world around us, we see obviously that there's injustice, that there's evil, there's people who make wrong and hurtful choices. And it's easy, it's easy for us to go to God and say, God, why? Why did you allow the weeds to be planted? And even more than that, God, why don't you take the hard things, the loss away? Why don't you take it away? We hate the weeds. We just do. We hate hard times because it's hard. It's so hard to see the good among the bad. It's hard sometimes to see if there will be any good that will come out of a bad situation. And in that time, it feels like God is uncaring or it feels like he's far from us, that he's distant. And we go to him and we're like, God, I thought you planted good seed in this field. What happened? We ask what the servants asked. How can some people be miraculously healed and saved from an accident while other people die? How can some people be saved and set on fire for Jesus and have a relationship with him while some others that you've prayed for for years and years and years still not turn to Jesus? How can people be blessed with financial freedom and you are doing all the right things and yet you're just barely getting by and you're like, God, why is this happening to me? There's good and bad all the time. And yet we know the promises of God. We do, but we forget them. We know that he promises that he is for us, that he makes everything beautiful in its time, that nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. But we get discouraged. And sometimes we just want people, we want someone to give us some answers about why is there bad among the good? Why is there weeds among the wheat? Our God is a good God. Our God is a good God. He doesn't like looking at the weeds and all the bad things, just like the farmer. But he also doesn't want to declare harvest too soon and take the good with the bad. In this parable, Jesus wanted his followers and he wants us to get this tension, right? This tension of the here now and the not yet. He wanted his followers to know that the kingdom of God was absolutely arriving through his work and because Jesus was on the scene. And yet the kingdom would also fully arrive, but not all at once, but come through a slow process, just like how a plant grows through a slow process. We all have frustrations. 
may look different for all of us. We all have setbacks. And yet Jesus in this parable is inviting us to look at those things in a different light. What if we looked at the hard and frustrating things as tools that God is using for our good, even when we don't understand it? What if God is growing something good in me at the same time something difficult is happening? God is growing something good in me at the same time something difficult is happening. This could look like different things for different people. Maybe you're struggling with your kids. You know that they're precious gifts of God. And I don't know yet, but people tell me that parenting is hard and I believe it. And maybe you're just exhausted and you're at your wit's end. But you know that God is teaching you about patience and about endurance. And he is shaping you to look more like him in that process. Maybe you're struggling with a sin pattern in your life and you just keep going back to God and asking for forgiveness, but then going back to this sin and you know that Jesus wants to set you free. And so you keep surrendering it. You keep surrendering it, even though you feel shame sometimes, even though you mess up and have to go back to God and ask for forgiveness. But you know that he who began a work in you will bring it to completion through Christ Jesus. Maybe you've just lost a loved one and you don't know how there can be any good that can possibly come from that. And maybe the Lord in that time just simply wants to draw you near to him and draw near to you and allow you to experience his presence and his peace in a new way that you haven't experienced before. God is growing something good in me, in us, at the same time that something difficult is happening. We are in the waiting. We are in the here and the not yet. We know that Jesus defeated sin hell, death, and the grave, and that he rose again, and that he ascended to the Father. We know that Jesus is victorious, and because of that victory, we can be victorious too. We know that. We serve a good, gracious God that is powerful, and yet we still live in a world where there is death where there's heartbreak, where there's sin, brokenness, and waiting. And we serve a good God, and we're waiting for Jesus to come back again. And we have that hope that Jesus has not left us, that he's not forgotten about us, but we are waiting until he comes back again and makes the wrong things right. We serve a good God this morning. Jesus has already defeated the enemy by the cross. And now we are fully waiting the full outworking of that. 
I love how N.T. Wright says this, and I have this quote up on the screen. He says, we wait in patience, not like people in a dark room wondering if anyone will ever come with a lighted candle, but like people in early morning who know that the sun has arisen and are now awaiting for the full brightness of midday. We wait with hope today. So what do we do while we wait? How do we follow Jesus and trust that something good is going to grow in us in the midst of a hard time, in the midst of the bad? We trust the Lord. We trust the Lord of the harvest that he is going to continue to do a good work in us and we are gonna continue to work in his field. We trust that he is gonna do what he says and one day he is gonna separate the weeds from the wheat and make wrong things right. We trust our good God and our good farmer. We give the Lord our hard times and we invite him into our hard times. This is actually a practice that I do on a regular basis. I experienced some grief and loss a few years ago. Um, I had a friend, a very good friend, that committed suicide. And during that time, I felt so much just grief and anxiety that something else bad was gonna happen or someone else in my life, there's gonna be another tragedy and something was gonna happen to them. And I had a very wise counselor that said to me, she said, Mariah, you need to literally say out loud, Jesus, I invite you into this. Jesus, I invite you into this. And I did. I started to do that because that was the only thing I could do was to cling to the feet of Jesus and invite him into that very dark and anxious time of my life. And can I tell you that it didn't solve the problem? It didn't become perfect. And yet I felt the power and the kindness of God in a way that I have not experienced before in my life. I felt the nearness of God in my life, and I started to trust our good father and farmer again. And God grew in me and my life a greater trust and a greater relationship with him in that very hard and difficult time. And what I would just invite us today to do as we close is I would just invite you to do the daily practice of just inviting Jesus in to your struggles, to your hard times, to your things where you're like, God, I don't know why you allowed this to happen. I don't know why you allow the weeds to grow, but I'm going to invite you into this. Ask him, God, what is the good that you are growing in me in the midst of a very 
difficult time. I invite you in, Jesus. I invite you in. And here's the deal. We might not see the good right away. It might not feel good doing that. And yet, it's not about that. It's about inviting Jesus, our good Father, our good friend, in our midst. Inviting his presence into a very hard time. Because do, can I tell you something that you probably already know? He wants to be near you. He wants to be with you in that hard time, in that mess, in the midst of those weeds. God, Jesus wants to be with you. Invite him in today. Invite Jesus in and experience the presence of God. God does care for you. He wants you to experience his presence and he wants to be near you. We serve a good God that keeps his promises and that is working things out for our good. And we get to decide today if we're going to trust our good father and farmer in that. And so as the band just plays over you for just a second, I would love for you just to stay seated for a moment and just reflect with Jesus. Just reflect with him. Ask him, what do you need to invite him into? What situation do you need to invite his kindness and his mercies into? It's gonna be up here on the screen for us just so we can see it. But I want you to, in your seat, wherever you're at, or even for you online, just say, Jesus, I invite you into blank. Whatever it is, whatever it is, it could be a small daily frustration or it could be a really big struggle of grief and loss. Whatever it is, invite Jesus into it and ask, what good are you growing in me, God? What good are you growing in me? The band's gonna sing over you as you reflect. And when you're ready, you can go ahead and join in worship. But I'm just challenging you today to invite him in so you can see and experience the good God is growing in you like the wheat amongst the weeds. Would you invite him in today? We hope this message encouraged you to know who God is and who you are in him. If you want to take a next step, visit frontlinegr.com slash next. We look forward to connecting with you there and we'll see you back here next week.